Hello, and welcome to Ask One to Grow On, our series where we answer your questions, queries, and concerns. I'm Hallie Casey, and I studied and currently work in agriculture. And I'm Chris Casey, Hallie's dad. Each episode, we pick an area of agriculture or food production to discuss, and this week, your questions. Hello, friends. We are so excited to come here and discuss your questions. We just wanted to have a chill, laid-back fun, fun times kind of episode where we can just chit chat and geek out and have a great time. So that's what we're here to do today. Hello. I have a question. Okay. What is it? How are you? How is today? How is this moment? (laughs) Today has actually been pretty good Good. um, because last night I got a weighted blanket. I have never gotten a weighted blanket before. Um, How much weight? And it was great. Uh, It's apparently the heaviest one available. It's 35 pounds. Holy snap dragons. Uh, it's terrific. I have pretty much just been lying underneath it in bed all day watching that, Netflix. That sounds pretty um, great. I remember when yeah. you weighed less than that blanket. Yeah, for a while there. <laughs> does does your blanket weigh more than your dog? It actually definitely does. Yes. Oh, yeah. My wow. I have a I have a small little dog and he is well, he was twenty six pounds when we got him and now he's like twenty eight pounds because he is well loved. <laughs> And uh, a little bit spoiled. He is very well-loved dog. But he is the best dog, in all fairness. It's true. How are you today, Dad? I'm okay. I'm dealing with car issues, but you know what? Things are going okay, and it'll be fine. And uh, we're going to hang out today and maybe watch Puffs and uh, just, you know, have a good, chill weekend. Absolutely. That is my favorite. A good, chill weekend. Good, chill weekend. Well, let's get started with this question from Barbara Sue from Twitter, who asks, what makes something a weed? This is a really good question. Is it something that that helps you have a good chill weekend? Okay. (laughs) No, it is not. (laughs) Okay. This is a family-friendly podcast. Fair enough. Um, Do do you know the answer to this? Do you have any guesses? Um, I'm guessing it's something that you don't want in where you are growing the plants that you do want. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, Especially when you're talking about gardening, uh, there is a lot of like criticism in different gardening circles saying like, oh, you call that a weed, but really it's just a native plant that has, you know, this many benefits. And it is from here. Um, You do, when you're talking about farming, you have things like noxious weeds that, you know, can be issues for livestock um, or can be issues for crops, which is kind of a different category if you have something that's actively going to be harmful to your livestock or, you know, your income source if you're a farmer, then that's kind of a different question. But basically what it comes down to with noxious weeds is ultimately it's just something that you don't want there. Um, it's not that the plant is fundamentally bad. The plant is doing its plant thing, and you just don't you just don't like it. It just does not serve you for it being there. So that's pretty much all a weed is. There are a lot of really wonderful plants that are dubbed weeds, like thistles, for example. A lot of reasons people don't like thistles, but they're really great pollinator plants. So it sounds like just gardeners being judgmental. Well, I don't know if it's judgmental. <laughs> there are definitely some reasons to not want weeds. I've definitely pulled weeds in my time as a gardener. You know, sometimes you have something that comes along that will not feed you, does not smell nice, is not good for pollinators, and just tries to take over your garden, and it's doing its plant thing, and you're trying to do your thing, and those two things just do not get along sometimes. That's fair enough, fair enough. All right, Lindsay from Instagram asks, pumpkin varieties, exclamation point, which is not a question. 
Um, <laughs> what is pumpkin spice? Okay, so we kind of have two different things here. So pumpkin varieties. Wait. Yeah. Related to her what? earlier question, is a pumpkin mm-hmm. a berry? So a pumpkin is a berry. No. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, it's technically pumpkins are what's called a peepo, which some people classify as a kind of berry. Um, you do like there are some people who say, oh no, peepos aren't berries. They're a whole separate subclassification of fruits. But pumpkins are squashes and so they don't really have like varieties you don't i mean you can get like different sizes of pumpkins and stuff you can get like some different types of pumpkins but honestly pumpkin is actually a variety of squash all right so that's that's the truth of the matter pumpkins are just as to a squash as a tree is to a plant and as they say in the star wars universe how about that spice how about that spice? Pumpkin spice is just mostly nutmeg and cinnamon. Okay, yeah, pretty much. But isn't it delicious, though? It is, you know, and I feel like people shaming people for getting pumpkin spice flavored things is unnecessarily judgmental. Like, have your lattes, get your joy, live your life. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing wrong with pumpkin spice. So, Dad, we get another question, which is actually for both of us, which is what is your favorite kind of fruit? And then what is your favorite kind of vegetable? You want to go first? Uh, I don't know. It's not something I really think about a lot. I think, you know, the thing that I eat the most often is salad, usually in mixed green form. But that's because usually I know it's easily available you know it's easy to open the bag and throw it in a bowl and it it tastes pretty good and it's pretty nutritious relatively speaking um i also like peas love a pea love peas you know um part of the reason i like peas is because i'm getting on in years and they're high in fiber but they're also delicious they're great peas do a lot for me you know and then there's others corn carrots are good Mm -hmm. um i'm I actually like kale a lot more than I ever thought I would. Yes, yes, yes. Kale's kale is amazing. And even Brussels sprouts. I don't know if I have like a favorite one. There's oh not like one God. vegetable that I yearn for all the time. But I love there's a I lot of love good ones. Brussels sprouts. There's some good sauteed, uh, some green beans sauteed with some almond slivers. Oh, good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Okay, what about what about fruits? Do you have a favorite fruit? If I'm going by what I eat the most often, it would be bananas. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I feel like I've lost the taste for bananas a little bit. Maybe we talked mm-hmm. about them too much or maybe I just ate too many. <laughs> um, I also like mandarins, which I like to call tiny oh, oranges because yeah. that's kind of oh, yeah. what they are. Those little dudes. Yeah. And, you know, I love me I love me a thing. They're not actually berries, but we call them berries when they're in season and delicious. Uh, good fresh raspberries are pretty hard Ooh, to beat. Oh, yeah. Oh, fresh my gosh. And once I've had some really good blueberries. Although I will say mm-hmm. my favorite fruits usually come in pie form. But oh, my God. I will, I will eat all of these other fruits for sure. So I think my favorite, I, I have many, many, many vegetables that I hold very dear to my heart. I love artichokes. I love Brussels sprouts so much. Good stuff. I love carrots. Yep. Um, but I think my favorite vegetable of all time is onions. 
Really? Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. I love that. an onion. Well, I mean, you, you can't eat them in the same way that you can eat like a carrot or something like that. But I feel like onions are just so fundamental to so many things that you cook. And there's very few dishes where I look at that and be like, you know, I don't think this would be good with onions. <laughs> like I would just, I'll put them in anything. That's fair. I love a, I love a like fresh red onion on a sandwich. Yep. I love some onion rings. I love some caramelized onions. Caramelizing onions is one of my favorite things to do. It's good stuff. So satisfying. I mean, it takes forever, but it's so satisfying. I just, I love onions. They're amazing. You know what I did learn to appreciate when we were doing uh, meal services, the box meal services, is Mm -hmm. um, chives and shallots. Oh, shallots, though. Shallots, though. So good. Shallots are really good. You chop them up. Uh, you can put them in something, or you can just put a little vinegar in them, and you have these like little tiny pickled onions that you can mix in with whatever. Um, the chai, or not chives, but you know the green onions, scallions, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. they are. They're white on the bottom, green on the top. You chop them up, and you can use the green ones as a garnish. You put the white ones in, white parts into saute with something. Uh, they're really good in mashed potatoes. They're very versatile, and it's just something I never really used before. So both of those things are kind of new things that I appreciate these days. Yeah, yeah. The alliums are amazing. Um, in terms of fruits, I love many of them. I think my top two are blueberries and mangoes. I was about to say I'm, mango. I, I yeah forgotten about mango. I love a good fresh mango. Yeah, I love a good fresh mango. I love blueberries. Um, in terms of fruit trees, I think my favorite fruit tree is a lychee. Because lychee trees make really good climbing trees. And I've spent several afternoons just climbing lychee trees and then eating pounds of fresh lychee. Would recommend. Love a lychee tree. Where do you find a lychee tree? Um, In places where they grow, which is mostly Southeast Asia. Well, there you go. Next time I'm in there, I'll, I'll find one and give it a climb. Absolutely do it. So good. Okay, Dad, next question. Is there a vegetable that you like more than beef? Oh, these these two, both of these two questions are from Tom, by the way. Tom on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Um, is there a vegetable or a fruit that I love more than beef? And the answer to that would have to be hard no. Oh. Definitely not. <laughs> it's just, you know, I try to focus on foods that are, are good for me and make them in ways that I like, but there's something about beef, especially when I cook it exactly the way I want it to be cooked, whether it's on the smoker Mm -hmm. or sous vide or whatever, that's just so good uh, and is so satisfying and gives me energy that I need in a way that, you know, not eating it doesn't. I don't know. Uh, I I think smoked meat is one of humanity's greatest innovations in my not so humble opinion. (laughs) So I, I have been eating less of it. I've definitely been eating more fruits and vegetables and that's been fine. But if you set, you know, them both down, my favorite vegetable down next to my, my you know, good plate of smoked barbecue, uh, I know which one I'm eating. I did see on TikTok um, this recipe for hot dogs that are actually made of carrots. And I don't know how good they taste, but they do look like hot dogs at the end. And I really want to test it out and see how, how they taste, how the carrot hot dogs taste. I'm curious. Uh, I'd also like to, I've made veggie burgers before, but it's been a while. I'd like to learn how to make a good veggie burger, especially when I mm-hmm. make burgers and you come over and you want a burger and you don't feel like eating a, a beef burger. But 
the fact is, I feel like most of these sort of substitute things are kind of weird substitutes when really I could just eat some fruits and vegetables. And the fruits and vegetables on their own are yeah. great. But Yeah, I think that's the thing that a lot of people get caught up with with meat substitutes is like feeling like you have to have something that looks like meat for it to be a full meal. Right. And so you just get something that's not quite meat and is probably less delicious than just eating whatever the fruits and vegetables were to begin with. Yep. Like I, you know, I have been known to go to a certain drive through restaurant and get a Beyond Burger when I am running late for like a play rehearsal or a meeting or something where I don't have time to stop for anything and there's not a lot of other non-beef options. And it's just, it's not as, it's not so delicious because it's a it's a meat substitute burger and when you want a fast food burger that's not beef it's there for you but it's just i would so much rather have like some potatoes and carrots and oh my god brussels sprouts we're having brussels sprouts next tuesday it's on our meal plan and i am just really looking forward to it i have not had any brussels sprouts yet this winter and i am very jazzed about it it's been a while since i've heard someone look so forward to a Tuesday. I love Brussels sprouts so much. I okay. think they're so wonderful and so delicious. And I just, there's the littlest little guys and they're so good and they're so tasty and they're so crispy. It's so good. It's so good. So this question, is there a vegetable or fruit that you love more than beef? I mean, it's obviously for me because for you, it would be like pretty much all of them, I assume. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I have had beef that I really enjoyed, but I think I just love like wide diversity in the foods that I eat. I love to have many different things. Same. Often I can have beef like once or twice a year, but that's that's pretty much it for me. And I think that that makes it like really fun because when I do have beef, it's something really exciting and it's like a special occasion and it's not like, "Oh, it's Friday morning and I'm going to have some beef sausage and some hamburger and some whatever not to like shame anybody who like finds joy in that but for me like that's that's like super joyful is to be like oh it's christmas night and i'm gonna have a special beef adventure meal and it's super special and exciting that beef wellington was pretty special and exciting i gotta yeah, say we, we had beef wellington for <laughs> christmas and it kind of blew my mind it was, just really blew my hair back it was amazing yeah hard to beat so we got a couple more questions that are, you know, less fact-based and more philosophical in nature. This one comes from Zach on Instagram, which is, how do we encourage our friends and family to change their eating habits and outlook? Um, I feel like we've discussed this before, not as a whole episode, but, you know, just here and there, uh, where I've heard you say, and I've come to really agree with this, that eating is one of those super personal things. Mm-hmm. And I think we can model eating and sort of be somewhat excited about eating, maybe not too in your face excited, and certainly introduce people to new foods in a positive way. But I, I don't know about convincing people that they should eat differently than how they are. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think that. That's I I think I mostly agree with that. I think the tough thing about food is that, you know, food is inherently political and food is also extremely fundamental. And so I think that the thing that really doesn't belong in conversations like that is any kind of like shame um, or anything like that where where you're trying to 
convince someone that what it is that they're doing is wrong in some way. Um, but I do like I, I I feel like I have like made some efforts to convince you over the years um, to like try out new foods or like, you know, think about different things. So I'm curious, like from your perspective, like how that has been like, I remember we, you know, we had many conversations before I got you to try quinoa for the first time or something like that. So I'm curious about your perspective as someone kind of on the other end where I, I feel like I was definitely hard pitching you quinoa. I mean, I feel like you do have a tendency to hard pitch things. I don't remember any specific conversations about quinoa. In fact, I don't remember any specific conversations about any specific food, but I do feel like it's it's one of those things that you have tried to push somewhat. And I think really the best thing for me was having either a dish that you made that I tried that was r- really good mm-hmm. or something from one of those meal plan boxes that uh, I cooked something that I never had before or never would have thought to buy and cook with. And tried something new there. And I think I agree that, you know, eating's not one of those things that you can just sit there and nag someone about how awful you think their eating choices are. Because I don't think that's going to help change anything. And you certainly never did that. It was clear what your opinion was but you never really tried to make me feel bad about anything mm-hmm. so just you know slowly over time I've certainly grown to appreciate some foods that um, I didn't used to like quinoa like kale and like Brussels sprouts although to be fair the scientists and the farmers helped with <laughs> the Brussels sprouts because yeah, those sure things used to be gross. <laughs> yeah, I think for for me, I mean, I come from a family where like my my uncle used to run cattle and like it's like, you know, we're, we're from Texas. Yeah, my beef. grandfather ran a meatpacking company. Right. Yeah. So beef is like very central to our um, food culture kind of being from Texas. And I think my opting out of that at family functions definitely like people would just ask me the question like oh why are you making this decision and then I would be able to share with them like oh these are the factors that go into this decision it's not that I don't eat beef but you know I understand that you know there are this many environmental costs that go with that and you know these are these are basically the factors that led me to that decision Um, and not you know asking them to make that same decision but just sharing why that is important to you um, and that kind of scientific um, basis or a personal basis or philosophical basis or whatever you're making that decision on um, that kind of brought you to that decision. And yeah, like I'm now remembering, I think the first thing I ever made you with quinoa was like a beet salad. And you made that like once a month for six months. And you were like, oh man, this grain is so good. This beet quinoa salad, I'm all about this. And I think that was that was like it. And then we were like, okay, yeah, I'm all about quinoa now because of this great beet salad you made me once. Yep, yep. I thought that might be where it came from. And also it helped that I figured out how to make quinoa in the microwave. Super kind of oh, set yeah. it and forget it. Super easy. 
uh, and it was great. And I still want like more good quinoa recipes. It's been a while since I've made it, but yeah, you're too, exactly actually. right. You're exactly right. Um, one of, one of the things that I struggle with is when people have it like a strong identity with the food that they eat, and like I really mm-hmm. like beef, and if someone tried to shame me into giving it up, you know, I would resist that, but I don't think my identity as a human being is tied to being a beef eater necessarily. Mm -hmm. And I think there are some people that have that mindset, and I definitely don't know how to approach that. Uh, Other than just, you know, like what you did, sort of slowly introduce new and different things yeah i think i think that that is kind of complicated i've definitely had conversations where i've gotten frustrated because i've had people say like oh well it's not a full meal if there's no meat involved um and we we are very centrally talking about meat but a lot of this could also apply to like locally grown food or certified organic food or wherever your uh your personal opinions on food consumption lie and you know whatever it is that you're considering when when you talk to the people in your life about their food consumption um yeah i've i've definitely had conversations like that where people are like oh well you know i could never just eat a salad and some roasted potatoes because that wouldn't be a full meal and there wouldn't be enough protein and all of that um or saying you know oh no vegetarian is healthy because they don't get enough protein all this stuff i think those can be really unproductive conversations and can honestly just make me personally feel frustrated um, and sometimes angry. Uh, And sometimes you just have to accept that there are conversations that you can't have with everyone in your life. And I think that conversations about politics and philosophy, whether that's about food or something else, really have to come from a place of mutual understanding and a place of trust um, where you're really saying to the other person, you know, this is something that's important to me and I would love to discuss it with you and and learn your uh, opinion or views or background or context that you have that I might not have that, you know, could better inform me, could better inform you and kind of explore these ideas together. Um, And if you're talking with someone who's not willing to basically set that tone um, and have those, you know, rules saying, you know, this is why we're doing this is, you know, to expand both of our knowledge and understand that we both respect each other greatly. Um, Sometimes that happens and it sucks and you just have to kind of back away. Relationships are hard, man. Yeah, it's true. And talking with people is not always easy. All right. Well, speaking of things not always being easy, we got one last question again from Tom on Instagram, which is, would you rather spend the rest of your life eating insects or eating meat and having to explain to the animals why you had to kill them? What a question. Jeez, Tom. What a question. I mean, for sure, insects. I feel like I would be happy to eat insects for the rest of my life now. I don't currently eat much insect protein. But uh, that's mostly just because I'm not familiar with a lot of the brands in town. Uh, and it's not super easy to get familiar with new foods right now uh, because of, you know, pandemic reasons. So, yeah. I feel like this question is inherently speciest. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Because. But I mean, I feel like we're inherently speciest as a, you know, species. Well, that's true. But insects are animals. 
It's so, true, they are. So why wouldn't you have to explain an insect why you had to kill it? It's a great point, Dad. It's a great point. I mean, they don't speak English for one. Well, neither do cows. I mean, just because cows have big, brown, doughy eyes doesn't make it, you know, make things any worse or better or make them any more or less of an animal than a caterpillar. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, probably. What makes something more or less of an animal? What is an animal when you really think about it? What is an animal? Thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope that you have the best week available to you, whatever's going on in your life. We are here, and we are sending you good vibes, warm hugs. Yeah, we just we hope you have the best week available to you. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of One to Grow On. This show is made by me, Hallie Casey, and Chris Casey. Our music is Something Elated by Broke for Free. If you'd like to connect with us, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at One to Grow On Pod, or join our Discord and Facebook communities and leave us your thoughts on this episode. You can find all of our episodes and transcripts, as well as information about the team and the show, on our website, onetogrowonpod.com. Help us take root and grow organically by recommending the show to your friends, or consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash one to grow on pod. There, you can get access to audio extras, fascinating follow-ups, exclusive bonus content, and boxes of our favorite goodies. If you like the show, please share it with a friend. Sharing is the best way to help us reach more ears. Be sure to see what's sprouting in two weeks. But until then, keep on growing.